0: think finding a partner should be really organic and romantic for it to just happen when you least expect it, you know, like you go to the grocery store and your knight in shining shining armor just goes up to you and it's true love or, and you don't put out any effort whatsoever. And conversely, you might even think that online dating is full of creepy people, like creepy men, questionable women, I've heard it all. And you may have gone on so many bad dates that you've given up And you're feeling demoralized that the idea of striking up yet another conversation with yet another strange person fills you with dread or anxiety. But the truth is, If you haven't met someone yet and you aren't meeting many new people, you could be waiting a very long time. And I see this a lot with my clients. And as I say, your dating portfolio should look like your financial portfolio. You should diversify as much as possible in order to get the best results. And virtual dating is just another way to meet people, like meeting people in a coffee shop or with a matchmaker or getting set up by a friend. The more you put yourself out there, you are raising your chances for success. I mean, statistically speaking, that is true. And the most valuable thing that online dating offers, quite honestly, is that it gives you the potential to meet a lot of new people that you otherwise wouldn't have. And I know you're hoping to meet that person you dreamed about, the soulmate, the one. But when this doesn't happen immediately, the process becomes discouraging. And there are a lot of ways to take control and make it, dare I say, a more pleasant experience. And yes, online dating can be pleasant, I promise you. And I see this a lot with my clients too, where they'll, you know, come to me for coaching. They say, oh, I hate online dating. I just want to meet people naturally. And I'll put them on a dating regimen where they go online just to practice flirting. And voila, suddenly they have a boyfriend. And so there are ways to take power over the situation and begin to date smarter, not harder, but smarter by having a dating plan in place. You know, once you have a dating profile that converts, use it to practice effective communication, learn to set boundaries, flirt, have the right perspective, it all kind of falls in place. And it will work for you. I will never forget. There's this woman that I worked with. She was 68 years old. And I, you know, she had this limiting belief that she wasn't going to find her true love online. She's like, oh, you know, I'm too old for this. People my age don't meet online. And she had been in all these like toxic relationships. And she thought that app dating was just not for her. And so, oh, and then she also said that she thought they were all a bunch of scammers, which by the way, there are scammers, both not only online, but there. are they're offline too. I have news for you. Like those scammers you see online are also walking around in the coffee shop. People think somehow it's just concentrated online. Anyway, I put her on this dating diet of using online dating to practice breaking some bad habits. And she was definitely doing some things wrong that i could detect while we were doing the online dating together you know i'd be going into her profile i would see her conversations and so we started cracking the code i mean she was a classic overcaretaker she paid more attention to what men thought versus how she felt and she never really learned how to date so she would just jump into one relationship and another and for the first time when she was doing online dating She was learning how to flirt, have fun, and guess what? She finally met the one, and where? Online. So the reality is there's great people everywhere, and you do have to know how to navigate things and break bad habits to get the best results. And to help me talk more on this matter, I brought in... I'm bringing in the big guns here. (laughs) She is going to help me tackle some key questions and strategies on how to navigate online. She's the chief dating officer of the dating site Coffee Meets Bagel. Are you there? Okay, you're going to have to say, you have to say your name because I'm going to botch it again. (laughs) Oh, no worries. This is Dawoon. I'm the chief dating officer of Coffee Meets Bagel. Dawoon, hi, welcome, welcome. So, I mean, this is just, first of all, I had so much fun going on to your amazing podcast. I know.
1: That was really fun.
0: It was fun, and we were talking about flirting and all that, but I I was excited to have you on because you are just as smart. Um, and you see a lot of things on the back end. So I I really was interested, first of all, in hearing more about your role there and like what got you into it. And, and maybe tell us a little more about Coffee Meets Vehicle because I know not everyone knows it.
1: Right. So first of all, Coffee Meets Vehicle is a dating app, not for all daters out there, We are uh, particularly dating app for um, people who are looking for long term relationships. So we often say that we have a community of better uh, quote unquote better daters, meaning people who are looking for something more authentic, more serious uh, than a casual kind of a hookup or uh, you know one night meetup or there and. We emphasize this a lot because I know that one of the biggest pain points of online dating is running into people who are not looking for the same thing. And then you end up feeling like you wasted a lot of time um, on the wrong people. And Mm. so um, by making sure that our brand really speaks clearly to those people who are interested in, um, you know, people were looking for long-term relationships. In fact, um, more than 90% of our Coffee Meets Bego daters have told us that that's what they're looking for. Uh, uh, we make it much more efficient and uh, more um, productive for our members to be able to find something that they want. So that's Coffee Meets Bego in a nutshell. And my role as Chief Dating Officer, um, you know, it's, it's, it's evolved over time. So functionally, I actually had marketing and customer experience um, for our team. Uh, But, you know, as I, I've been running Coffee Meets Bagel for many, many years now. And um, through that journey, during that time, I've also dated a lot myself. So when I first started Coffee Meets Bagel, yeah, um, I was with somebody and then we ended up breaking up. And um, for the next like five years or so, five, six years, I was on Coffee Meets Bagel as well as other dating apps, actually, um, really actively using the dating apps, uh, to learn and also um, to find relationship myself. And one of the things that I learned through all that experience um, is that it's not enough just putting, uh, put some you know, people who are potentially interesting to our daters in front of them. That's very important because everything starts with that meetup. You might, we have to introduce you to people you want to take the time to go and meet and who also wants to go and meet you. So everything starts there. So that's very important. However, there's so much that needs to go on between the time you meet until you get into a long-term relationship. And uh, this part about being able to, um, you know, uh, guide our daters through that uh, difficult, sometimes challenging um, dating journey, I've realized it's very important if we were to really be serious about our mission, which is to give everyone a chance at love, that long-term relationship. And so we decided to invest more and more um, resources on that funnel or I guess the steps that comes after you meet up, you know, how do you date? Well, how do you not engage in behaviors that really sabotage your your goal uh, when it comes to dating? Um, And so my job is to really guide my product team, customer experience team, and the marketing team in terms of, you know, what is a healthy dating principles that we really want to convey to our daters? Um, so that's kind of uh, the 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 explanation behind the title, Chief Dating Officer.
0: That's so interesting, and I didn't know that you were dating yourself. Like,
1: oh you, yeah, you were <laughs>
0: like you were <laughs> oh, yeah. your own experiment, so to speak. And that exactly, yeah. I wondered, like, okay, so as you were going through the process, did you start noticing some like drastic? I guess, mistakes that you were making and then other users were making that you kind of either self-corrected or also use that information to help the app be more user-friendly or, you know, anything like that?
1: That Oh, came totally. Out. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons why I can confidently say that, you know, Coffee Meets Big, I know it works for, especially for people looking for long-term relationship. One is because I was using it and I actually, um, two of my, long-term relationships came from Coffee Meets Bagel. Wow.
0: um
1: And the second thing, the reason why I also feel very confident about some of the advice that I am able to share or healthy dating principles that I've come up with for, uh, for our company um, is that it, it, it was, I've gone on so many, more than probably a hundred first dates myself. Uh, and I know what it's like to be in that shoes. Uh, Uh, You know, sometimes I felt burnt out, sometimes I needed to take a break. Um, And a lot of it just really comes from the tried and true uh, experience that I've gone through. And also, of course, observing our daters. Um, And and yeah, there there are so many, I mean, things that I, you know, engaged in the very beginning, not knowing kind of uh, what the best practices are. Uh, myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was very different at the, by, the, by the end of it.
0: Well, I was going to say, and this is what I, I teach people all the time, kind of what I was saying in the beginning is that the more you use it, the more you practice, the better you become. It, it, it's just like anything else. And I don't think people realize that it could really be a, a tool to learn some skills that maybe you didn't have before, you know, for instance, well, our podcast was about flirting and that was a, that's a huge, I think, pain point for a lot of people where Mm -hmm. I see them having these conversations online, but it's like looking at a LinkedIn exchange, you know, (laughs) like it's like this business transaction and then it goes nowhere fast, you know, and, and so I wondered as you were going through it,
1: what did you self-correct? Like what was something in your personal? I I think, you know, kind of the biggest thing that came from all those uh, experiences of going on hundreds of different dates is, is first at that comfort level, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I find um, some of our daters, you know, they only want to go out uh, on a date with like very particular people or somebody who they think is like a like for sure, you know, 100% uh, in their mind probability of like having chemistry or something like that. Um, I really encourage people kind of probably similar to you, Kimmy, if you're kind of a maybe, always say yes. And it's not a waste of time because As you get to meet more people, you learn to be more comfortable. I mean, Mm -hmm. being like online dating, if you think about it, it's not a natural thing, right? Like you, you don't know a lot about this person and you're kind of meeting up to see um, if, if there, if you guys click and um, with that, because it's with that comes like, you know, like with everything else, it's nerve wracking. And um, unless you've done it over and over again, um, you're not going to be able to be yourself and you know that that sounds like a it's like such a cliche being yourself like okay well like, you know everybody says that but it is yeah. so important because so many first dates just don't go um that could have gone really well just don't go anywhere because we're really nervous we don't say the things that it, it's kind of coming up, but it's kind of in our head. And then we, we kind of second guess ourselves and hold us hold ourselves back. Uh, even, 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 if, even if like lighthearted comments or anything like that, it's just, you're just kind of like quiet basically. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can actually get through that is practice. And so um, just like having gone on many, many dates I was able to become more and more myself and just show off my personality more. Not in a way like, Oh, I'm going to show off my personality, but I was just being natural. Right. Yeah. And of course that doesn't work for everyone. Like not everyone liked me, but um, it was a lot more people got to see the real, the real me Um, and the, and I was having a lot more fun too. Like the conversation got, became a lot more interesting than, just having a small talk because I just, you know, was nervous about not knowing what to say. So then I wouldn't really say anything.
0: Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, sometimes when people will go online and they look for a certain like qualification or a certain person, I call it being target specific. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see this all the time when I coach people, they'll, they'll walk into a place and they scan the room and then they say, oh, there's no one here for me. And honestly, people do that online and offline. Right. And if you think about it, what you said is so true. Like it doesn't feel natural in the ways of how it's formatted. You know, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're looking at a computer, you're looking at a resume, so to speak, and you're trying to have a conversation. But the reality is, is that if you think about it as it being no different than walking into a party.
1: Yeah. In fact,
0: Walking into a party is even more nerve-wracking because yeah. you don't even have anything on any. So that's what i like. I'm teaching people how to use observation and start conversations based on what they see of the person and ask questions. You can do the same thing online. So it's just a mental block, I think, yeah. a lot of times. And once, yeah. once you get practice, what shows up in one area of your life usually leaks into others, oh, good yeah. and bad, right? So as you're learning how to get more comfortable as you said with yourself and introducing yourself to strangers that can even help with your offline interactions.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the offline party is the same thing. Like, you know, there is, there is like, okay, you, you go, go somewhere and there's somebody that you, you think is sort of interest, sort of interesting and walking up to them. I mean, does that, there's nothing um, in, that's also like equally unnatural, you know, quote unquote in a way And of course, because of that, it's nerve wracking, right? You're trying to make a good impression. You don't really know this person. It's just as nerve wracking, like maybe if not more, because you don't know anything actually about this person. At least like if you if you met online and both of you expressed interest in meeting up. So there was something about you that, you know, the other person was interested in versus like, if you're just walking up to somebody in a party, you have no idea if what, what they're thinking about you. Right. And so it actually is even more nerve wracking. And so the more practice you get going on um, those dates, you're gonna feel comfortable no matter what in what way you you end up meeting uh, this uh, new person
0: yeah, and so like with you, how did it happen that you met your person so you kept practicing and you you saw things that were working things that weren't and so how did you know like this guy was it, and like how did it happen online
1: you know um I think this that i i one time I was listening to Sarah Blakely's um, talk and she said something very interesting about her and her husband, Jesse Itzler, and they're a great, amazing couple. One of the couples that I really look up to. And um, she said her dad um, told her once that, you know, choosing your partner, choosing your long-term partner is the most important, probably one of the most, if not the most important decision of your life. And it's going to be the easiest decision of your life. Ah. And, um, you know, I don't know if this experience is actually true for everyone. Um, Certainly it was true for her. And it resonated a lot with me. And um, again, I think that came from experiences. I actually dated quite a bit and I've been in many, many relationships. And so my current husband, uh, when he came along, um, it it, it just... uh, I guess I just kind of knew very easily that this was it. And and the reason reason why um again is because I, I've been in many, many wrong relationships. So I knew what it was like <laughs> to be in a wrong relationship. Um and I think a lot of people end up focusing on like, is is this person the one? Yes. yes. I, I think the one advice that I share with a lot of my friends and sometimes daters as well is that rather than focusing on the person, I would really focus on how the relationship is making you feel. The relationship um, that is created between you and the other person is its own entity. Like this person may show up very differently with another person, Mm -hmm. um, not you. You, It could be the most amazing person, but somehow it end up in a toxic relationship with you. Um, and vice versa. And you really have to make sure that, I think, to, to take take moment to kind of reflect on how does this relationship feel to me? And one thing that we know is very important um, and the, one of the primary role of love, why do we love, is this sense of connection, belonging, and um, safety and, uh, that it creates. And so, does this relationship really create that for you? Is this is, is does it feel like a home for you that you can actually get to? When you think about it, it um, it, it you you feel so belonged to and understood that it almost gives you more courage to mm-hmm. be able to go out there, explore yourself more, and uh, push yourself more. Um, because that that foundation of the, this like sense of connection and belonging is so strong i think that is and and this is a science right this this this, this is there's a there this i'm just not kind of like making it up it's it's mm-hmm. it's like a, it, a there, there is a particular uh role that relationships are supposed to serve starting with our primary relationship that starts with our parents, with our parents. um okay. and and so, and human beings are just not uh, uh, biologically uh, formed to to actually like survive on our own, right? We have to be we have to belong to a community for our own survival, and our our um, attachment or relationship with our loved one when we become an adult, like that becomes a primary relationship. So that really has to be the the, the connection and safety and belonging has to be the role that it serves. And so, if it doesn't do that. Um, then you need to kind of think about why right like why do i feel unsafe yeah. in this relationship and this is one of the reasons why one of the major red flag that i say you need to look out for is somebody who's very inconsistent
0: mm-hmm. like, some,
1: like it's so good when it's good and it's so bad when it's bad that doesn't create a sense of safety because you never know if it's going to be good or bad right and that is one of the biggest red flag and it's very confusing because sometimes when it's good it's really good so you think you think it could be it could be it but um, if you think about the relationship and you're not feeling that uh, that connection, safety, and whatnot um, to uh, to the point where you can you feel like you can you can like you know be yourself more and just kind of go out there more, I, I think that's one of the biggest signals that you can you can you should be looking out for uh, when it comes to knowing if this person or if this relationship is it or not.
0: I love that you're focusing on the person and how they feel like how you said someone's like coming home. It's so weird that you're talking about this. Cause I literally just got off the phone with a client who I've been working with over time and she had gotten into a really unfortunate toxic relationship. Mm. And one of her patterns talk about like, you know, going back to the family of origin is that she's always been an over caretaker and she's always been focused on the guy and not herself. Mm. And so she was attracting lopsided relationships. Mm. You know, Mm. she would attract the narcissist. She would attract the fixer uppers because she was so, she was really good at making other people feel amazing, but she was losing track of how she felt in it. Right. So I love that you that you're bringing it to the quote unquote home base. And it's like walking into a place and you're like, Ooh, I love how this feels not based on, Oh, I wonder how other people feel about the house.
1: Yeah. Or what qualities does this person have? They have XYZ. They could have everything that, you know, the, all the checkboxes, but still somehow the relationship itself isn't making you feel safe. And it could be a number of things. It could be them. It could be you also, like the the combination could just be not be working. Right. We talk about different attachment styles and I don't, depending on what your personal attachment style also is, you could be drawing out like the worst side of each other. And so that's why I say, you know, how does this, you know, just thinking about how does this relationship make me feel? Um, I think just reflecting on that, you know, on a, uh, on a um, you know, I'm not saying like do it every day or something, mm-hmm. but when you, when you are wondering the question of like, is this person it? I think that's a, that's a really important question.
0: It is. Um, you know, you brought up Inconsistency is a red flag. I wondered, based on just the back end of things, because I get this question all the time: how do you, how do you detect scammers, and or how do you deflect them? I mean, I, what advice would you tell people around that?
1: Yeah, well, one big thing that you could—it's um, interesting. There are actually like very easy, easy piece, low hanging fruit. There are, scammers have very common. Um, Patterns. Yeah, patterns yeah patterns yeah so we actually uh have a blog post on it that we circulate to every new user who sign up hey like watch out for these things like so for example they're often they often say they're overseas their job is right. something like military based That's something that takes them overseas um oftentimes their english isn't uh, they, they're over, their degrees are overqualified like I'm a phd in whatever but somehow their english is like grammar is off a little bit and their their response, their chat responses, or the profile is extremely long, um, and so those are some of the signs that you can look for in terms of scammer. Um, what what I think is an ideal ideal uh, profile that you know is like very relatively low risk The scammer, like the the profile is unique, right? Like in a way that doesn't um, it's it's not like one liner blank, but it's also not like you know, ten pages. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so harlequin romances, yeah. right, right. And this is one of the reasons why also writing a unique, a par, unique profile is important because yeah. you signal to the other person that you're an actual real person, right? You're not somebody who's pretending to be somebody else. Um, and when I say unique, I don't mean like you can't put anything that no one, you know, like you, it has to be like the only thing you know you're the only person who are mentioning something like don't put that kind of pressure on yourself what i mean by unique is just personal so something you know one of the things that i put on my profile is you know at coffee meets there is like i am i am i like i appreciate section that that's one of the prompts that you can choose to uh create your profile and there are many many others and one of the uh i chose to answer i am prompt um, and one of the uh, what I wrote is I am um, someone looking for uh, I, I am in a in a quest for my personal legend is what I wrote, mm-hmm. and it's a quote from um, uh, the book The Alchemist, which is one of my favorite books. Oh, it's fantastic! And and so I mean, is it like is no one else using that quote? I don't know, I, you know. But the, the point is not that, but it's very personal to me. And so um, a lot of them knew that like. Somebody who's a scammer wouldn't really, very like, very not likely to use that kind of um, state personal statement as a profile. And it was also a great kind of um, conversation starter. And, um, yeah. you know, we, people would guess where the quote is from. Some people would recognize it and we would talk about the book. Anyway, I digress.
0: No, I was just actually going to say the exact same thing cuz as a as a coach that's one of the things I tell like avoid grocery lists of like <laughs> I like traveling, I like books, I like no tell me what book you like, tell me <laughs> right. where you have gone and if you if you focus on the story and not on the facts. To me those are the best you know kind of profiles and ways of Oh, I love
1: those, that. Starting conversation not the facts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because and that's honestly how good communication should be when you're at a party. And if you really treat online dating as a virtual party, if if you just go up to someone and say, I like your hat in that picture, where are you? That's a much better entry than some, you know, boring, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, but you got to give people something to talk about. Yeah. So that's great advice. Cause it, you know, you can tell that it's not a scammer. It's a real person. And I think you'll get better connections with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, I love that. Uh, that's a really great advice. I I'm going to keep that for my notes, like tell You're gonna a story steal it? Yeah. <laughs> because you know, I, I like traveling. I like, you know, cooking, that's better than, you know, not writing anything, but it really is a list of facts. There's no emotion in it. There's no, right. um, yeah, there's like no personal story behind it. So that's why it's not as good as, I don't know, um you know, my, I love to cook my grandma's secret recipe that I, yeah. you know, it came down from Sicily I and mean, that tells something about, that's like a very personal story.
0: That's right. And that's so much more interesting, you know, right. and there, there was a person who I was working with and it literally just listed the entire paragraph as like a thousand things that I like this. <laughs> I like that. I like this. I like that. I like this. I'm like, Oh my gosh. First of all, it's so boring, but it looks like you copied and pasted from somebody else. Like it just disting- it doesn't distinguish you from anybody. Right. And, um, I had to do some practice. And this is again, another like opportunity for practice. Haven't practiced Tell me, telling me a story around one of the items. I said, okay, so it says you like to travel. Where did you go and tell me a story about what happened? And then we took that excerpt and we put it into mm. the profile. And that to me is is something that can be not only like a successful kind of outcome when you do mm-hmm. something like that. But you'll have more fun doing it because you'll have way more fun having conversations, having those kind of stories than just the facts. So Right, right, yeah. right. Awesome. Well, I I guess my last question, because I know we're almost out of time. Are there any tips or statistics, you know, from from I guess your app standpoint that you wanted to share with your audience in ways of like just
1: enlightenment or anything? Yeah. Like that? Well, so speaking of the unique profile, you know, one of the analysis that we did um, pretty early on during Coffee Meets Bagel, I gave a TED Talk on this. And um, for the TED Talk, I was trying to uh, parse out, hey, what is the difference between either the profile or the behavior of people who actually met somebody on Coffee Meets Bagel versus people who haven't? and um, And so thankfully, because we have data, we were able to analyze a bunch of different things and you know, one of my thesis going in was like, oh, well, maybe the people who met somebody on Coffee Meets Bagel are, I don't know, they went to better school or they are more, they're liked more by other people, like they're more popular, whatever, right? And none of that actually mattered, which is great news. Mm. So, uh, you know, your, how much you're liked, the type of school you went, your job, like none of those actually really mattered the only difference that we were able to find between the couples who met somebody on Coffee Meets Bagel and people who are still using Coffee Meets Bagel to look for other, um, look for their long-term relationship was the length of their profile um, and length of their chat. So it really spoke to the engagement um, that uh, people were willing to put in. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that you need to be writing 10 pages like description, right? but uh, really sends a lot of signal to the uh, other people, how, what your intention is. We're not there to explain what your intention is. So they're gonna just kind of guess from looking at your profile, how serious you are about uh, meeting up. Um, and so like really just do take the time, even if it's like five, 10 minutes to write something, a personal story on profile. And also when you, when you connect, instead of just saying hi, like the length of chat really matters. Um, again, as a, as, as a yeah. signal, signaling impact, um, just know that they're, you know, like probably like what you're doing, they're meeting, there's, you know, even on Coffee Meets Bagel, which is like, we, we curate limited number of people, but it's still, you know, number of people that everybody's kind of talking to. And so it's very easy to dismiss you, uh, dismiss somebody if they don't really seem engaged. And, um, and unfortunately we've kind of created this like vicious cycle where, you know, someone goes to me, someone doesn't engage with me. So I kind of do that to other people. And, um, and that kind of became like a thing that's okay but you really have to break it. you can't kind of um, just have like ghosts and whatever else because other people are doing it and expect a different kind of results. And so, and it's statistically proven that, that is the only difference that we, we saw. So, um, I really want to emphasize that engagement is important on your profile and chat. Again, you don't have to be spending 10 hours, but at least spend like five, 10 minutes like, looking at it, Get, um, you know, think about what you want to share and um, change it up and experiment. So, that really matters. That is so
0: important, ladies successful ladies, are you listening to this? <laughs> I, my high achievers, they always obsess about, you know, the company they work for and the job that they have. And, you know, they'll they'll even on first dates, you know, they'll lead with that kind of thing, thinking that that's what will impress a man. And And what you're saying is so true. And what I tell them is it's more about the feeling that people have when they're interacting with you versus what you know, it's that that likability factor, the the connection, the emotions that get elicited from that is what determines, makes or breaks, whether or not that person wants to see you again, hands Mm -hmm. down. So it's not even what you say that's important, but how a person feels. And I think you just highlighted that with the statistics. So I love that. And it also highlights how important a first impression is because You think it's fast in person. It's even faster online. I think that it's now, it's what they're saying, it's seven seconds, but that's in person. I don't even know statistically.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's 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 definitely less than seven seconds on online. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So definitely not only focus on your profile, but you know, I'm going to harp on the pictures because those are equally <laughs> important, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Pictures. I mean, pictures are actually more important, right? Yes, they than are. Visuals, uh, picture, like, yes. but, but the picture is a thousand words, right? So yeah, that is important as well.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing, not just like your wealth of information, but also your personal story. Cause like what we're talking about, I think people can relate so much to you going through all that you did and you found true love. And here you are now a mom. So not, <laughs> it worked for you. It can work for everybody. So thank you. Is there any like last words of wisdom that you wanted
1: to share or even like yeah, can- Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. You know, one of, so, you know, I talked about the dating principles that we developed at, uh, at Coffee Meets Bagel and we actually touched on a lot of it. One is that dating takes practice. Yep. And two, <laughs> two is that Dating is all about putting yourself out there and getting hurt, and if you're not getting rejected and hurt, you're actually not dating, really like Bam. Um, so so we talked <laughs> about that, yeah and then the third thing that I really emphasize a lot is, um, I think especially the the those of us who start dating for the first time, we're very protective of ourselves, which is natural, right? We don't want to get hurt. And so we want to play it cool. We don't want to be, um, even if I'm like, I don't know, I'm interested in somebody. We don't really want to say it. Uh, we kind of wait for someone else to kind of approach us. And then if, you know, oftentimes I ask like, why are you waiting? But then, and then, you know, I, I get a response like, well, why should I be the one who's doing it right? Oh, you're uh, not the time. time. Yeah. And, um, you know, my answer to that is because like, because that's what you want, right? You, you, you want long-term relationship. And so it doesn't really matter if you're the one who's actually asking the question first or not. And um, a lot of a lot of us worry about, I think, you know, looking desperate um, and feeling like we're needy, which is a very legit concern. And I always say that, hey, there's a huge difference between making somebody feeling wanted versus com- being really needy. Right. Like making somebody feeling wanted is being really honest about how you feel. Hey, I had a great time. I would like to see you again. And if the answer is no, just being really cool with that and, you know, walking away because you know that you're actually able to meet somebody else that's, you know, that's also really awesome. Uh, Being needy is when you actually get that no, you're kind of like clinging on to that and being like, why? And then like texting again and again and again, even after there was a clear no, that's being needy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think being very honest about how you feel and making the other person want feeling wanted is incredibly sexy and requires a ton of confidence. Um, and so, and it's a distinction that I think is very important. The only reason why I think I'm actually with my partner is because I became very comfortable with sharing how I felt. Um, especially because my partner is somebody who's like super shy. He, he, he was never able, he was going to do anything actually on his own. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was like, I was done with the BS. And, and so I just kind of remember like being authentic requires, um, you know, saying really what you, how you feel like when you're interested in somebody and not, not being afraid of making sure that they know that you want them. Right. Um, And that, that's a, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah. I love it. It takes two to tango, right? (laughs) I believe that both sexes have responsibility and approachability and how we connect with one another, you know? So thank you so, so much for coming on and this was awesome. Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you. And thanks for joining me today, of course. You all listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. If you are having trouble navigating virtual dating as we we're talking about this and you don't know where to start, I have two opportunities for you. First, just hop on a free online strategy session and I will help you get started. Just click on the link you see in the show notes to book it. And second, I have something kind of cool. If you haven't heard already, I'm releasing a free video series called Awaken Your Feminine Energy to energize your sexy confidence. All you have to do is sign up by clicking the link you see the show notes and you'll start receiving the videos with actionable tips and exercises around topics like body language, conversation techniques, we just talked about that, flirting, and so much more. Just sign up and remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.